What's up? What's up? What is up? Another Friday, another opportunity to get together and record the Ball Hawk Sports Talk with sports, business, and entertainment collide. You know what it is, man. We are in the thick of winter. So as the temperatures drop, we are going to drop another episode of the Ball Hawk Sports Talk. We promise to make it rough rather than raw. We promise to make it exciting, exhilarating. If you've never been a part of the experience, it is the Ball Hawk Sports Talk. Fasten your seatbelt because we are about to get it in. Today's episode is going by the title of Got It Honest. And if you were from down south, I didn't realize it was a southern term until I said it to someone. They looked at me confused, like, what does that mean? I said, man, my son got it honest because he's a precocious little young man, which means he bad as hell. You ain't supposed to say he bad. But everybody tells me in my family, you know what? He got it honest because he act just like you. Today's episode, we're going to talk about how sports business entertainment stories are in this situation where a lot of people got it honest. So we promise you it's going to be exciting. It ain't the whole crew, it's two of us, but we're going to bring the whole funk the way that we do. Fasten your seatbelt. With no further ado, boys and girls, men and women, cats and rats, whatever we want to say, uh, the Ball Hog Sports Talk is coming to you. So let's absolutely let's go. Wake up, wake up, wake up, and stay woke, because this is the Ball Hog Sports Talk. With your boy, B. Brown, ESQ, a.k.a. the Ball Hog, a.k.a. the Mouth of the South. This is the place where sports, business, and entertainment collide. And we're going to give it to you rough, rugged, and raw. So come get you a spoonful, like some grits with butter and salt. You know how we do it in the South, y'all. Make sure you do not get caught in your feelings. Strap on your seatbelt and enjoy the ride. Come on, let's go, 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 Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. It ain't the whole crew, but we're going to do the whole thing like we do. We got from the middle coast, as he calls it, the man, the myth, the legend, Dow, who shall be known as Dow, who has not been here in two weeks. So we are excited to hear his inputs this week. I'm back. It's hey, guys, it's been tough to be in the comments. You guys, I keep trying to talk to the phone while I'm in the comments section. Voice to text. It's not really working out. It doesn't hit the same. Voice to text doesn't hit the same as talking live and having you guys have to stare at me and look at me. Check me out. I got my loud sweater on right now, so you can't miss me. Uh, my man dropped a diaper dam, but I had to come out, keep it real, put my new stuff. You know, when you when you do talk shows or whatever you want to call this stuff, you want to call this podcast, whatever you want to call it, you start to get self-conscious about your wardrobe. You start saying, man, they don't seen this shirt before. <laughs> I, start thinking, I got to get something new every like, so wait a often. Hold just on. to, like, they can't catch you in the same outfit. In the same sweatshirt. Like I, I said, man, Perfect I wear this t-shirt school. about seven times already, man. So y'all catching me, man. I don't have 52 shirts. We do 52 weeks shows. I, I had to take two weeks off just to go buy a new sweatshirt, just so I can do a little something. But anyway, hey. I'm back. Missed y'all, man. You know, I, t- I tend to be a little talkative when I miss people, so I'm going to talk a lot today. That's a good thing, man. We like when you talk, and talking it is a good thing when it comes to what we about to get into, because this week's episode of God and Honest, man, it's a whole bunch of things to talk about. Uh, ETP is on the road, so he won't be with us this week. It's tough to get three very busy, uh, accomplished, um, present 
company excluded. I'm among these accomplished men. It's hard to get everybody in the same place at the same time, but we gonna get that, it. What that really means, y'all, Bobby, about to put in for two weeks vacation. You see how I set that up? Yeah, PTO. I got the PTO sitting. PTO I got the button man. ready to hit. Uh, <laughs> but man, let's talk about some things this week, man, because this week's episode has got it honest, and you're one of those people that had to let me know that that's not a common term, got it honest. I thought it was. I thought everybody said that. I thought hey, you were saying that he, he, he had a real legitimate job. I didn't know where he was going with that. Right. <laughs> but got it honest is a phrase that we use down south that means essentially, like, you you got to straight from the mud, the mud being your family lineage, your, the mud being your dad, you act just like your mom, you act just like your dad. Or, or even say, in terms of looks, we'll say, he got it honest because he looked just like his people. In this case, Got it honest. We're going to talk about some stories, man, in terms of the DNA of certain athletes. We're going to talk about a God and honest in terms of certain conversations that were had this week that landed people in some hot water. And so let's start with that in terms of God and honest. And we'll start with Ed Reed because Ed Reed went on social media as he rarely does. And we can see why. Ed Reed went on social media and not only said some things, but also showed some things about Bethune Cookman. Now, I am a very proud, proud, talk about God and honest, I'm a very proud byproduct of Bethune Cookman when it used to be Bethune Cookman College. My mother went to Bethune, and she told me all the stories about Mary. Never been the same since it became a university. (laughs) Never never turned back. (laughs) Never Uh, been the same. But when I heard my man Ed Reed go in on, you know, not Mary McLeod Bethune. He was very reverent and respectful for the founder. He the talked origin, about yeah. how she, uh, you know, basically got there with 50 cents. And he told the story just like my mom used to tell it. So I knew that he he had done his research. So let's, let's give him credit for that. But then he also was very transparent when it came to the facilities. He was very transparent when it came to the circumstances and the abandoned buildings and all the trash. But now it turns out that his conversation wasn't well received. He was very transparent when it came to the university not having him under contract, despite him trying to get things under control. And now Ed Reed, because he trashed Bethune-Cookman University, as it is called now, has been trashed by that same university. They've decided not to honor the uh, negotiations. The uh, Well, there wasn't a contract, but there was some negotiations in good faith. They've decided to cease those conversations and not proceed with putting him under contract. Therefore, moving on from Ed Reed. Ed Reed this week um, appeared on Unfiltered with Roland Martin. And probably should not have appeared on that show. He did appear with a representative. He said a spokesperson. Kinda. Kinda. Uh, but Kinda he, the, he, he decided to overspeak him. He looked like, and I said this last week, he, he looked disheveled. Uh, and that's his choice in terms of how his appearance is. But then he sounded disheveled. You even questioned if he was drunk. Drunk. Do we I love Ed Reed. I tell you what, you know, I'm not a big the you fan. You know, I'm not big on that stuff. You know, I don't really, you know. These little kids now to me in the NFL, they look kids now, right? Whatever. Ed Reed's younger than me, whatever. Man, he was one of my favorite football players. I love the way he played the game. Right. He was smart, aggressive. You know, he, I just like the way he played the game. I really didn't know Ed Reed, though. Like, I really haven't 
I couldn't tell you that, like, you know, Primetime gets involved in this. I feel like I know who Prime is because he's just always in front of the camera. Right. Ed Reed really hasn't lived a life like that. When And when he does interviews and stuff, he's always really reserved and quiet mm-hmm. and a man of few words or whatever. So I don't really know his, his temperament. I was put off a little bit by the way he, he conducted himself in this interview. Now, I'm not one for getting out here. Which interview? The interview that he interviewed himself or his friend had the video on him or the interview with Roland Martin? And and, and before I, I, you answer that, I will say to everyone, like we say every week, humbly, we ask you kindly, ain't going to cost you nothing but about three seconds. We ask you humbly and kindly to like, comment, share, tag a friend, tag a foe, tag anybody that you know, and please subscribe to both our YouTube channel and our podcast. My man, Tony Sands, uh, with get sensational training, Tony Sands all the time. I was going to ask him about that name. NCAA it, record holder, uh, rushing is in the building. He says, What's up? We say, What's up? Back like reminds us that. to tell That's everybody to hop on in, hop on in. Now, with that, I throw it back to you and you can go ahead and answer a question, which I don't even know. The question so, <laughs> the, the, the question was, Which interview? Both of them is the one I'll say. They both, were both of them. Dead. So, look. Prime, you know, we got it. You know, I, I hate to, to bring Prime and everything, but you know, you had to draw the parallels because this was a byproduct of the kind of the movement that Prime started. I appreciate that Bethune Cookman kind of took that momentum and said, "We're going to get you." You see, I see your Hall of Famer. I'm going to raise you another Hall of Famer uh, from South Florida in Florida. We're going to bring this up and get it right. So I, I, I like what they were trying to do and go there. Um, I think it was in poor taste the way he handled the the, the ride around on the, the golf cart. Uh, all the cussing and all this stuff. I mean, those who know me know that I, I, I never pass up a good opportunity to cuss. But on this show, <laughs> we are in front of uh, millions of viewers, and I try to keep it to a minimum and try to make sure that that's not the only thing you leave with is, man, that boy can cuss, right? right. So I can't think, as a leader of young men, uh, I just think you have to you have to do better. Because and, and this this is not just a situation that I, I put on him. A lot of we're hearing about coaches out here. Uh, 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 Mickey, uh, can't his name now. The, the coach that was the interim coach at Nebraska beat his wife up and all that kind of stuff. And then you see uh, Mickey Joseph. You start seeing different stories about people not conducting themselves. I mean, when I was in school, the coach man, that was back in. in never mind. I ain't gonna do you like that. When I was in school, well, go ahead, go ahead. I'm listening. I, I ain't gonna you. mess up this comment. Sorry, sorry. Go ahead. You know, I mean, you the coaches wanted to win games, whatever, but the big part of it was trying to turn you into a man, right? Right. And so right. I think you had to realize now coaches cuss us all the way out when behind closed doors, but when you're in, in, in front of the public, you can't carry yourself like that. So that that was bad enough. So I can't say I what is Bethune Cookman to do? We brought you in here, we haven't hired you yet. You're killing us. I didn't know Bethune Cookman was was full of trash and everything like that. I don't know how you're really overly selling this university to students or non-students when you talk about it that bad. Now, granted, there's some dirty laundry, but the place to to negotiate that and to fix that is not in the streets, not in the social media, in my opinion. So then to go on the show, I I appreciate it. He was asked to be on the show. Now, now, one of them was unsolicited. He went on social media and did a live video which you're you just described very adequately uh that was unsolicited now the next part the next video or the next interview rather was a solicited video or solicited interview rather in the sense that roland martin's people 
reached out to Ed Reed's people, whoever that is, because if you're not on the contract and you don't have a staff in place yet, I don't know who your people are. And Ro Parrish, I think, is also a social media person who does some NBA stuff, um, but I don't think is an attorney. I don't know what his advisor, what his camp looked like, but not a staff yet. But Roland Martin did reach out to them in order to be on Unfiltered. So that one is not unsolicited. That is a real interview that he has granted the, the, the request of someone that asked him to be on the interview. But go ahead. So there was pieces to that because I saw that it was kind of broken down a little bit, broken up. And it showed, he said, you know, they said, you just heard from the president. And he said, uh, actually, I didn't hear from the president. I just came out of the spa. I saw this text and I got on. But I can't tell, and I, 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 I'm kind of racking my brain when I watched the video because I, I listened to it more than I watched it. it. Did he have that guy on there? Uh, what was the guy's name you said? His advisor? Roe Parrish. Roe Parrish kind of came in. Midway? Once, once you realize it could get ugly, it could go off the rails, which was probably within the first sentence. It just seemed as though he was not in the mental state emotionally. Like he, was prepared. He, he wasn't prepared. There weren't, you know, remarks that he wanted to give. He wasn't reading from a statement. He was continuing with the previous public demonstration that we saw. And so it was emotional. And so Roe Parrish, I think, interjected himself rather quickly into that because he realized that this was this was an emotional roller coaster such that it was going to be a bad representation of Ed Reed. So he tried to interject himself. So from, from one standpoint, I can appreciate I can really appreciate the passion and how much, I mean, he cried. He was, he was interested and he wants the job still. So I I was really appreciative in the fact that he put himself out there in a situation to say, he really wants to do this. He's not getting paid a lot of money. Obviously there's a bit of embarrassment for the whole fact that, you know, they fired him, but he feels, uh, you got fired on your day off. Yes. You got fired before you you got the job, but he feels, he feels, that he has something to do there and how he could help him. So I can appreciate it. I think he put himself in a situation where Bethune Cookman just has to stop talking about him and just move on and do whatever, because he dogs so many people, Reggie Theus, who used to be the Chicago bull. I didn't even know where Reggie Theus was. He dogged him to death. He did. The, he Reggie called Theus, the president, it interim has president been there, say he was a scapegoat or whatever. He yeah. just did so much. I was like, how could they ever turn back now? How could they ever try to fix what was going on? So, so let's let's because this is the God of Honest episode, and we're gonna move on from this. But I, I want to leave this topic with this question, and then we'll just have a quick exchange. Okay, he dogged Reggie Thies. Okay, he dogged what he made sure he qualified as the interim president. Okay, he dogged the who didn't he dog? It, he he he. <laughs> He dogged the facilities and the campus and the upkeep. The homeless. But in, but in this episode of God and Honest, he also revealed very honestly that these are the conditions. So you're saying Bethune-Cookman should just move on. Who takes that job? Who in their right mind? And you also gave credit, and I, and I also give credit to uh, Bethune-Cookman for, I would say, taking the momentum that Deion Sanders at Jackson State established while other people would argue that Dion didn't do anything there. He did at least one thing. As a Hall of Fame NFL player, he took it upon himself to go into a situation without the resources sufficient to pay him 
what many would argue is fair market value, what Colorado has now doubled down and deemed the fair market value, he also took money out of his own pocket and made sure that some of those kids had had not equivalent resources to Florida State where he went to school, but better resources. He did all of those things. And Ed Reed seemed to be, along with Bethune-Cookman, going through that same path. Now, Ed Reed also, and again, this is the Got It Honest episode, talked about how he went in his own pocket and paid for recruits that were on the recruit on campus on a recruiting trip when they heard the news. He didn't bash Bethune. He saved face, made sure those people still had a good experience. He did talk about the three recruits that have already committed and are on campus there at Bethune. So while I don't think he did it in a very articulate way, while I don't think he helped his cause when it comes to Bethune and potentially future coaching opportunities, I still feel bad for him. And I still understand why he would get emotional that he would get that call. He would get a tap on the shoulder and say, ah, man, because I, I, I just feel bad for him. I really do feel bad for him. I don't think he was drunk. I do think he was truly emotional. I just don't know him well enough to tell you how he was, but he didn't. He needed a hug. And then, you know, how do you stop an alpha male like that when he decides he's going somewhere? The Ro guy Parrish to... found out, his advisor found out very you quickly can't. that you can't stop him. Like, <laughs> he tried to do everything but say, yo, shut up. And it wasn't working. It could do I, it. I hope that there is a beautiful outcome, a happy ending to the story. Selfishly, because it's Bethune Cookman. And I'm rooting for the Wildcats. Uh, 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 uh. Wildcats! I brought that to the Ball Hog Sports Talk because I was so excited about Ed Reed getting the job. You're the last Less than a month later, sure. and here we are looking at ourselves like, what just happened? And while Ed Reed personally is going to take a lot of blame for it, and he should wear the black eye of not communicating very well and effectively and responsibly, if you are indeed going to lead, be the leader of men, young men that are looking to you to design their own lives so i agree with you there the truth of the matter is, is i think that this is a yet another setback and i hate that it's going to be bethune cookman that is, is is in the driver's seat of this setback but it seems like another setback for what is the college football landscape among hbcus because i'm not taking that job we can talk about what Henry did. say again do you think they should have fired him I don't think they should have fired him. I think they should have probably had some form of a mediator to come in and try to calm things down. That same mediator should have gotten them to a point that there was an employment contract. That same mediator probably or the university should have put him in the hands of some form of a PR team. I hope they have some sort of communications program or department at Bethune Cookman and work with him and how to be better and how he communicates publicly. But no, I don't think they should have fired him. I think they should have gave him a chance. I think he was going to do what he needed to do to bring in great athletes. And, you know, I don't think they should have fired him. I think that that was in response to what has been the public outcry among HBCU alum, some of my friends included, that Wanted to say, you know, this whole, and there's an article out there published about, we got to get over this savior mentality. 
All right, well, fine. Ed Reed, Coach Prime, they're not your savior. But the truth of the matter is, is that the football program has struggled. That's saying it mildly. The resources on campus have struggled. That's saying it mildly. And love or hate Coach Prime, Jackson State University is in a better situation because the football program was bolstered, got opportunities, got revenue, got exposure that they otherwise would not have had but Coach Prime, but for Coach Prime being there and doing what he did. And so, no, I don't think they should have fired him. I think they should have made it work. And my heart breaks for both Bethune-Cookman and Ed Reed that they couldn't come to terms and make this work. Do you think they should have fired? You know, watching how 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 he was uncontrollable by his 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 confidant, right? You got to think that the, the the guy he's working on, that's working with him, is his confidant of, I would assume, many years. And I think to Lionel to Lionel Phillips's point, you know, they didn't have much of a choice to depart ways with the way they was embarrassed him, and they weren't going to stop him. I think he. I don't I don't see the plus in what he was doing when he got on there and he was talking about the trash and all the stuff they didn't have. And then even now he gets on the on the thing and he's talking about they don't have a locker. Room. They're all the truth. Right. But like. They're not in a position to just change the stuff overnight. And I don't think you dogging them the way that you were publicly helps anything. It, I, I left. I've never been to Bethune Cookman. And I'm like, damn, that place is awful. I went from not having to do that. I've been to Bethune. It's not it, it is not Notre Dame. The resources are okay, underwhelming that, compared right? to Notre Dame. But, I mean, that's a lot of places. That's a lot. So so you're saying that he exposed them. He the exposed them. What the was the upside? Let me say this. And, and, and uh, you know, my, my good friend Emmett Mosley, we always say this in every situation. What was the upside? There was the upside no upside. was this. But exposure is both embarrassing, right? That's the front side of it. Yeah. But it also can be enhancing because those – facilities right in order to improve those facilities is going to require resources from outside of the normal channels that bethune cookman has relied on and so i don't think ed reed and he didn't seem very articulate such that he had designed the plan to get there but he never got to the point where he could now turn the embarrassment into let's get some enhancement from the same people that i've showed here are our conditions now you got to come help Coach Prime did the same thing. He just got the he got the opportunity to bring in the resources. And and look, uh, Edron James posted on his social media that it's unfortunate that Bethune is not going to get access to all of the help that Ed Reed had planned to get. I think there was a check that Charles Barkley, somebody, or Shaq, or Shaq, Shaq was planning to write, and that's the flip side of it that there also are relationships that that Bethune has access to through Ed Reed that they now won't have access to. So I I think that they should have made it work. And and yeah, look, we can't act like, and that's the thing is that, that, and I say we as a black community, but even broader than that, some of my people that I respect, HBCU grads that I respect, I see them on social media, just they are bragging by the fact that they parted ways with Ed Reed, like we need him. That boy, he think he's sweet. Yada yada. Okay. Well, if you yeah. didn't need him, then the facilities was no wouldn't look there, like that. There was no winners in in this situation at all. And then parting ways with them, whatever. I just think they put you come in here and you're saying that much stuff. You're being that loud. When is it going to stop? We can't control. You're not even an employee yet, 
and we can't control you in any way, shape, or form. Who's to say when it's going to stop and how it's going to go? You know, maybe there is some corruption that was exposed. You never know. Maybe, maybe. there was money. You know, <laughs> but I don't. I don't know. I I, I just think you can, it's. I don't see the upside. You need someone to conduct himself a little bit better than he was going to do. Go get the money, whatever. But are you just going to clown us and basically say, "Look, I came here, I cleaned this all up. You guys were nothing when I got here. Nobody really wants to hear that." You know, I, I I just don't think that by doing it the way that they did it, and look, Ed Reed deserves blame. But Ed Reed, my man, feel good. What's up, my brother? Also apologized. Ed Reed took account for the mistakes that he made. Did he do so in a very beautifully poetic public statement? No, because that's not Ed Reed. You know what you're getting with Ed Reed. Rough around Double the edges. To me. Rough around the edges, but pure in heart. But he apologized. Before he got fired or after? After he got it, it was the same, that same Roland Martin. He apologized. That that sounded like an apology to you? Yeah. Uh I'm sorry. Prior to that, he apologized. I stand corrected. <laughs> Prior to that. That sound like an apology to me. I'm sorry. Don't keep I, your I sorry. If you're gonna come and say it, it. talk me worse. Prior you know? to that, he apologized. He did apologize. And, you know, he, he he apologized in the way, not in a live video. He apologized in a, a normal channel. Uh, and then even when he disclosed that he would no longer be considered, they wanted him to withdraw his name from consideration. He did so in the foundation letterhead. It, was, it wasn't, look, man, every has taken blame and will take blame for this. But at the end of the day, the three commits that are on campus right now, the 20 plus recruits that he had there in a recruiting visit. The kids that are at the, you know, Boyd Anderson's and Dillard high schools and Ely high schools of the world where I'm from, that a lot of those kids ultimately end up at Bethune Cookman. A lot of them ain't going to get the opportunities that they would have gotten because every won't be, won't be there. What do I mean? Opportunities. The facilities are going to remain subpar. What do I mean? Opportunities. NFL scouts probably ain't coming. What do I mean? Opportunities. Shaq ain't writing that check. What do I mean? Opportunities. So to a certain degree, I feel like Bethune cut off their nose despite their face. And that's short sighted. And I think we need to think way more long term when we make decisions that affect not just the kids that played last year. The three kids that are on campus now, the recruits that were on campus for that recruiting visit when Ed Reed figured out that he wouldn't be the coach. But the kids that ain't even there yet, right? Like, we got to think a little beyond just the moment. So that that's my two cents on it. Hey, good luck. I will always be a Bethune fan. Not because of anything Bethune has done. Because my mother, on a daily basis, told me that story about Mary McLeod Bethune showing up in Daytona with 50 cents and one shoe. Uh, I messed up and the story. And they still have that budget, 50 cents and one shoe budget. And, and, and how long can you survive on that? On one like, shoot. Our pride as a community sometimes just goes in a, in a weird direction. So we so proud that how dare he expose how messed up this situation is. Well, if we was that proud, it wouldn't be that damn messed up. So anyway, that's my two cents on it. Continue to weigh in. I see a few people weighing in. My man feel good. It, it, it's, it's, it's way more personal for him to have worn that Bethune-Cookman Wildcat jersey. Uh, let's, I'm going to make sure I, I, I post some of these as we move on. Um, what's up, Coach Stead? 
But yeah, man, it, it's that that's my two cents. I'll give you final word on it as I post some of these and then we'll we'll wrap it up. Big flow. I'm sorry, I was reading the, the was you reading were. The, I was I'll reading the comments. A word on it as I post some of these. I'm sorry. Hey, hey, a lot of Phillips had a long comment. I was trying to give it this whole, this whole do. So final word on it is, again, I do think it's unfortunate. I, I think that this movement started by Dion. Start, actually, I almost said it started by social media, to be fair. Um, uh, spearheaded by, by Dion as far as giving it the shot in the arm it needed. It had a chance to take its next step. I, I wish they could have went and talked to him and found a way to calm him down a little bit. I have a funny feeling there was no calming him down. Um, and that's or, what or, it is. Tra- or look, or look, look, man, we're dealing with it in corporate America, mm-hmm. right? It's tough to get training and mentoring in a firm where I'm the only black dude. I've experienced that. Here it is, our own people. Why not just take my side of the, we got to train you on how to deal with the media. Why not that? If he's willing to. That's the thing is he's an emotional dude. Can he be controlled? I I, I just fear this whole thing. You know, I, again, I didn't go to HBCU. My family's are foreign, so we didn't. They didn't have college. They didn't have a HBCU background. But I, I'm rooting for this whole movement of things to to move forward there. But I mean, if you just start taking taking attendance and look, I don't know what Eddie George is up to. I just saw Tyrone Wheatley just got another job. He was at the HBCU. He left and he went to NFL. Now he's got a job at Wayne State. I'm I'm just not seeing I'm just not seeing this movement getting traction. And I don't think it helps when the people get there and they talk about man, because we all have our those of us who have not attended HBCUs, those of us who have not had exposure to HBCUs, um, we have a different feeling. You know, my sister, my 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 niece is at an HBCU Delaware State running track right now. You know, I don't know if it's bad or not. I haven't heard anything bad, so it sounds like it's good. Everything seems like it's it's going well. She hasn't been complaining. My brother hasn't told me any real complaints. So to me, it looks like a good option, right? I think it's a great – let me clarify. I think it's a great option, mm -hmm. a phenomenal option that also has limited resources. Those two aren't mutually exclusive to me because I have been blessed Mm -hmm. to know family, friends, neighbors that graduated from Bethune, administrators, principals, teachers, most importantly, my mom. So I don't think those are mutually exclusive. I think you can have a great opportunity and have a place that is limited in its resources. But Lionel Phillips said it, and and I would agree, all the people that have taken the social media and have been as vocal as Ed Reed was on social media, celebrating that Ed Reed got fired. We celebrating that a brother got fired. I just hope that I wish we could create some stipulation that every every time you post it, you also had to donate a dollar. Because at the end of the day, the resources, limited as they are, are a reflection of people not investing in that same university. If you can invest the 10 minutes to write some long diatribe about how Ed Reed ain't nothing and Coach Prime, they can't save us. We got it. Then the endowment shouldn't look like lunch money. The endowment pocket change. Pocket change. We talking Mm -hmm. about like at some point, be the change that you seek. And Ed Reed wouldn't have any grounds to say what he said. But I gotta be honest, he kept it honest. Probably too honest. 
but I wish that they would have put them aside, trained them, and say, "Hey, we gotta do better when it comes to public, you know, uh, public communications." Uh, I, I just wish they would have done it a, 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 a better way. And you know, hey, what well, you know what though? In, in fairness to Ed Reed, I wish they had to clean up the damn trash. I mean, the stuff that Ed Reed was doing, picking up trash, cutting grass, they could have been doing that. So he was offended. He he got a little out of pocket. They could have prevented that. I guess. I mean, you got a new head coach. If you know you got somebody coming to dinner, man, you clean your, you clean the house, right? You got this new guy coming in here trying to do something. The least you could do is clean trash. But as a result, I know there's homeless people walking through campus. I know they don't have a locker room. I know that they don't have this. They don't have that. I mean, but though cook, man, with all due respect, you just don't need to call here for any of this. <laughs> My man, Glass Park, you funny. <laughs> Uh, Ed reading these little couple of toes, so he really <laughs> appreciates the HBCU experience. Uh, Feel Good also points out, and I appreciate you guys continue to like, comment, share. Um, but this input from the live audience, um, and he points out, and so did Ed Reed, is that to get determination after the transfer portal has closed and you've accepted kids in already, to me, they're they're you're increasing the number of air quote victims here. There are kids on campus that are there because of Ed Reed. And he seemed genuinely, also emotional, but he seemed genuinely impacted by that. Mm-hmm. And that he had, had gotten these commitments, gotten these kids to change their lives because of him. He would no longer be there. So I wish there could be a different outcome. A, I hope all parties move on from this. We shall see. I did want to get to another topic, man. We got to get a few because on the heels of that, those who are self-righteous and talking about how Ed Reed can't be using profanity and exposing the skeletons on Bethune-Cookman's campus, uh, I, I would just say that it just is odd that during that same week, during that same week that this happened to Ed Reed, the University of Florida commit that was involuntarily put into the decommit category had his offer rescinded after he was on social media using the N-word as he sung along with a rap song, he got way too comfortable. That same person who used the N-word has an offer from drum roll, please, because this is too rich not to leave you on the cliffhanger. He's got an offer from an HBCU. Albany State, in this case, but it just makes me scratch my head is that we are sometimes, we are our worst enemy. Ed Reed ain't got no job, but this young man, what's his name? Marcus Stokes has he an offer. <laughs> has, has an offer from an HBCU. And to me, when I look at stuff like that, it just makes me say, hmm, hmm. Coach Let's Quinn hop Gray. into some of this uh, NIL stuff, man. Uh, go ahead. I ain't know if you. Sorry, about Coach that. Quinn Gray is want to offer that. I'm gonna say this, love. Hold on, Coach, Coach Quinn Gray is from Fort Lauderdale. That's Broward County, man. Coach Quinn Florida Gray A&M. offered him that. Coach, Coach Gray Quinn Gray is the son of Coach Gray from Dillard High School. How dare I? Because I'm always on here bragging about the illustrious St. Thomas Aquinas of the Greater Fort Lauderdale, Florida area. How dare I not? Make sure I, I give flowers to Coach Gray, his son, Coach Quinn Gray, who I played with for the Western Tigers, a lot of Dale way back. Although he told oh, you me played with he, Quinn Gray, uh, played around the same time. He told me he weighed too much, he never played weighted football. I was back when it was weighted football, 
but so he was around the park. So basically, this offers on you is what you're telling me. This offers on me. I take full credit. I say this though. I'm gonna take my hat off to Coach Gray for this. He's giving this young opportunity, this young kid a chance, right? To yep. atone. Don't say him. nothing bad about Coach Gray, man. Do I don't know. I'm giving I'm giving him his, his flowers. All right, all right. Look, he just got a job at a, at a I didn't even know there was D2 uh HBCU. So he got a job at H, G2 HBCU. He's coming out there. If he can snag a power five quarterback, he get him in front of the room. He's gonna make him sing the clean version of all the top 10 rap songs and make sure he can do it without dropping the N-bomb <laughs> and do all that stuff. Give this chance to get a chance to get his life back and do whatever, but win some damn football games. Could you imagine what this kid would do in and a I, Division II HBCU league? He'd probably it. light it up. I Coach love Gray it. will be at Florida AM next, and then he'd be at Florida State. He's hey, I, I ain't mad at him for that. Go That's ahead, what he look at offer, man. Coach, Coach, Coach Quinn Gray played at Florida AM and had an yep. amazing, amazing career. Went on to play for the Jacksonville, Jacksonville Jaguars. But that same scenario that you just presented, yeah. imagine if he could do this. Imagine if he takes his power five quarterback, wins games, un- lets him understand the sensitivity of his mistakes, gives him a second chance, substitute, what's his name? Marcus Stokes and Coach Quinn Gray for Ed Reed and Bethune Cookman. They could have done the same thing, giving him a second chance, bring in a Hall of Fame coach, get you some top recruits, get some money flowing in. And make sure he understands from a public standpoint why you have to do better when you communicate. That's all I'm saying. Shout out to Coach Quinn Gray. I hope it works out for the young man. And and he goes and, and I think be, the he's under the, the tutelage personally. of a great quarterback and a great coach. I hope it works out for him. The kid should take the offer. He'll go to campus. They'll put him on. And he should pledge, too. When he gets down there, <laughs> they'll beat his ass a couple times. And then it'll move on. Because this dude fell down. We, he boy, went he, from <laughs> power five to here. Only offers he has is D2. He needed to go ahead. He already apologized. He already said he doesn't blame Florida for taking the scholarship. He did everything right now. Go to this school, pledge. I don't know which one of y'all going to grab him. Pledge, <laughs> go online, brand, all that. Come out. And he's going to be branding there. <laughs> your, life, your life will be back to normal, man. Nobody will believe that you're racist. Uh, well, we'll see. I hope it works out for the young man, and I definitely hope it works out for Coach Quinn Gray. Shout out to Coach Gray, both of them, uh, from a long line of good coaching, man, a long line of good stock, man. That's a good family there from Fort Lauderdale, Florida. So, shout out to Coach Gray. Uh, that was look, man, look, you didn't even know you was giving Fort Lauderdale a shout out today when you said that. I appreciate you. I brother. did. You and you want look at you, you're supposed to be all loyal, you ain't even know, I and you know. were, you I were gonna know. pass them over like they see I, how they I, I, I was about know. to dog him too. You saved me on that one. Thank you, my brother. <laughs> uh, let's get into some NIL stuff, man. Because yeah, let's go. this NIL thing has taught me that there is a, a connection with NIL when it comes to overall value seems to also be DNA. And because we don't have ETP here, and because the way my technological skills are set up, I ain't got the graphics. So you're going to have to rely on us to give you the information. Just describe it, really. I'm going to look down at the graphic. How about that? We're going to describe this graphic that that is, I think, indicative of a few things. And as dads to, to, to kids that played sports, this NIL value chart, it's telling us something. And... It's telling us that you got to get started early to create true value. 
Uh, the current NIL top 10 value list has Bronny James. Bronny James is atop the list, worth about $7.5 million in NIL income. Next is Arch Manning. Also with some strong ties and DNA because of his last name, uh, roughly half of Bronny James' overall value at $3.7 million. Then you got Mikey Williams, self-made by way of social media, at about $3.6 million. He's decided to go to Memphis. We'll see how that translates. Caleb Williams, he's got a Heisman. We had to get all the way down to number four before a Heisman Trophy winner was on the list. Uh, then you've got Livy Dunn, who we talked about, the gymnast from LSU, uh, who has used social media and her, how do I say this the right way? She is, she is, she is definitely used beauty in order to don't hide. Create no reason to hide by that. No, no, no. All right. I mean, I want to make sure I say it right. You said it right. Beautiful. Beautiful. You don't say nothing like weird. You know what I mean? Because he's half your age. You said I know. That's why I was. I'll make sure I I tiptoed around that. I I wouldn't mess around that. I mean, look. ETP subscribed to her uh, follows her on Instagram. Does so. he? Yeah. Oh, he no. He unsubscribed in order for. He got to do it real quick. That was slick as hell. But anyway, y'all so lucky. I went on the show that day. <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, then you got Shador Sanders, obviously Coach Prime's son, Marvin Harrison Jr. Again, DNA. Hansel Emanuel. That is the. So what you're trying to say is the reason why my son's not on the list is, is because of me. Because you ain't done we're... none yet. Is you know, that what we try to get to? Uh, it's my fault. My no, son. but I was gonna get to this because then okay. I'll, I'll give nine and ten. Is is uh, Sorry, uh feels type Sunil, of how you say her name? Uh, Lee. Lee from Auburn, Sunil the gymnast, and then you got Drake May from North Carolina, who seems like he's been playing for eight million years. Um, look at all those family connections. connections. Family connections and social media seem to be the things, the drivers to nil. Now we talked about nil. We said this was great saver, savior to use the savior analogy thrown out there by some of my friends uh i said i didn't believe it because it's first it's a third party payer you are kicking the can down the road the institution should be the one paying these athletes second i said there just ain't a lot of money out there for people to be paying me, me, even at the professional levels now right the people are rethinking bringing on a spokesperson and paying them all types of money because it hasn't translated to all types of sales and so I think that this list supports that, but also says to me that social media is important. I've been someone that's been very reluctant to build an a, a Instagram page and a campaign for my son. I, 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 and, I, and, I, and I'm struggling with that when I look at this list because it seems as though the people that have done it, Mikey Williams being the highest on that list, Mikey Williams is self-made. Mikey Williams is a, a household name for no other reason than he posts regularly more than regularly, super regularly, regularly on steroids when it comes to social media. Every two seconds, he has a video. He does his reels. He's constant. And he has built a following. And that following, largely because of the celebrity friends that he has gotten by way of his social media presence, it seems to me that I had it wrong. And I can admit that. In this episode of God and Honest, I'm just trying to be honest here. What say you, man, to that dad out there? Because the ship hasn't necessarily sailed on my son. But the person that approached me and said, hey, man, we need to do this Instagram page. Look, your son was an All-American in track. 
came and was within a shot of being a national championship champion in basketball AAU, but still ranked number six. And now they won a national championship in football. You realize what we could do with his social media page. And I, I, I sat there blindly and I struggled with the decision because I'm like, I don't want to objectify my son, man. And now I'm looking at this list and you tell me, do I have it wrong? And other dads that think like me, do I have it wrong? And keep it real with me. It's the got it honest episode. Be honest. Am I the dummy? Because NIL, future NIL deals are contingent upon making these moves now. What say you? First of all, you might be a dummy, but this is not why. Okay. <laughs> so let's just. I like this. I like sure. I'll take that. <laughs> Here's the thing. Like, you know, people always talk about, man, you pay me enough money, I'll do anything. Right. But are you going to do it well? So if it's not in you, my son is, is is an introverted kid, and I always try to get him to do social media stuff. My son, if you ever look at any of his social medias at, I don't even remember what it is anymore. I'll post it one of these days. You look, all of his posts are about other people. All of his stories are about other people and his and whatever. That's just because that's who he is by nature. So if your son did something good, he knew your son, he's going to post that, but he's not going to post his stuff. So, you know, any, any accolades he got, you're not going to go on social media when he made Allstate or Player of the Year. Or anything. You'll never see him post that stuff. All he does right. is post his friends. And I keep try, I kept trying to get him to change it, but he's that's not who he is. And the more I thought about it, I said, well, if it's not who he is, he's not going to be good at it. So Mikey Williams, he's out there. And he's he's starting to post those things. He likes it. He's got that kind of a mind that to go do it. And he can he can post it. You and I like to talk and give our opinion. I think we do a good job with the show. If this wasn't who we were, you don't just start a podcast and you don't like to talk. You don't like right. to analyze. So if it's not who you are, it'll show. It'll seem like they're obligatory posts because you don't think you, you could be not forced, but you could be developed into a social media star. You could. But you also run the risk of changing the kid from how he is today. And you probably appreciate your kid for how he is and the kind of humbleness that he has. What do you really create? So I don't know much about Mikey Williams. I do know that oh, he's, a, that he's, he's a bit of a he's a bit of a diva. He's a bit of a jerk. When we went to watch him play, my son wanted me to take him in the cold to go see this high school kid play. So I needed a little more explanation as to what, what are you talking about? And and what? It's cold. How do you even know about this kid? Because technically my son's not on social media. Mm-hmm. Social media spreads into everything, right? It's the internet. It's the culture. It's the conversations that these kids are having at school. So he knew who Mikey Williams was. He knew that Mikey Williams was coming to town. And he knew that he just had to go. So we go in the cold. Turns out that the place was sold out. High school kid. He was a junior then. The place is sold out. The school that this kid is playing for really isn't a school. It's an academy that was created just for Mikey Williams. And the team arrives first. There's a separate van that has just Mikey Williams with three or four handlers, including his dad, that walked him into the doggone gym, sold out gym. And I'm and and I'm looking at it like, nah, that ain't it. But in this episode of, of God and Honest, I, I, I got to keep it real. When I look at this NIL valuation, the, the, the latest valuation data on NIL and see he's worth $3.6 million in NIL money as a senior in college, excuse me, senior in How high good school, is he? hasn't been to college. I got to admit that maybe I got it wrong. Personality-wise, he's tough to stomach. 
He's a very, very, very cocky, flamboyant basketball player. But the adjective that I have to use now in this segment of Got It Honest episode is rich. Is rich. At $3.6 million, if he just put that aside at 18 years old and never touched it, before he gets to Memphis and takes advantage of more NIL opportunities, he's good for life. Now, I, I ain't no mathematician. I don't pretend to know it all when it comes to investments, but I know at least that. And so the long and short of it is I'm, I'm looking at myself in the mirror. I'm looking at my decision to keep my son off social media and try to keep him humble because, you know, there's a kid, and I talked about him, the, the number one player in my kids' class, basketball. When we walk in the gym, he knows he, who, exactly who we are. My son is, has gone back and forth with him, and I would argue got the best of him a few times. So on the court, they are very comfortable. Mm-hmm. The kid's dad sees me. Yo, what's up, man? Yo, how the basketball? I heard you, you know, follows me on social media. I saw y'all won. So we're in the same world, but we're in different stratospheres when it comes to social media. And then ultimately, I think we'll be in different stratospheres when it comes to NIL opportunities. And as a dad and as someone that understands money and finance and investing, I got to just be honest with myself in this episode of Got It Honest and ask, am I wrong? And I just think, will you can not every kid could go. Not every kid could go out there and force themselves to be a social media person and get involved in that and stay on the same path that you want them to stay academically, uh, spiritually, athletically, morally, and do whatever. You just said this kid is a jerk and he's obnoxious or whatever. Yep. I pride myself on the fact that people don't think that way about my kid. Not that I care about what you think, but I raised my kid not to be that way. And so to play devil's advocate, man, that ain't worth nothing. I'm what? just playing devil's advocate because the NIL segment that ain't worth it. Ain't worth, it's worth it's worth it to me because he's gonna be all right. I think he's gonna have a good life, and I think that yeah, maybe he doesn't have millions of dollars or whatever. And and I pushed it on him, and I probably will if if you know if my son has a breakout year next year and you know freshman All American or Big Ten All American or fresh whatever you want to call it, he gets that stuff. We're gonna find somebody to handle this persona thing, and I'm just gonna make him do a, a couple little things because he's grown now, right? Got he's it. It'll be 20 years old, and now we got to work some stuff out. We got to capitalize when we can. But at the same time, I think we're going to sell. You know, that'll be the persona we sell is the fact that he's more of a humble, humble beast, is like they, as, as some people like to say, you know, because I just think that when you're in high school and you're trying, you can find, you can get your eye off the prize, man, and, and fumble the bag, man. You're not going to do it right because you're worried about social media. And if that's not your thing, it could change who you are, change you from being a grinder. So it's always going to be somebody out there. I mean, I have a daughter. I don't want my daughter to be out like some of these uh, young girls you shaking their booty thoughts. on the thing. Well, you, did you almost say thoughts? Uh, I was thinking it. Yeah, I'm glad you didn't say it because I saw I the thought about a thought. Form of, You can't see the Tatianas. But I can't. I'm not. I, I don't. I don't regret the fact that my daughter hasn't made millions for shaking her booty. You know what I'm saying? So there's a price to pay, and and, and with boys, we don't think of it the same way. Cause we don't have that same image that we want them to uphold as we do with our daughters. But I, you know, we do it's, there is an image out there. So I'm comfortable. The money will come if it's meant to be. And if not, you know, he'll go make an honest living like, like you and I do. And uh, we'll make it happen. And ain't nothing wrong with that. Uh, I will admit that getting the money, they say how you get it 
normally for relationships, how you get it is how you lose it. And some of the character flaws that I see in some of these young people leads me to believe that that money is going to be gone before you know it. So uh, I also see that there are some people who I respect. They talk about my man, Coach Patrick's on here, said that they control the, the Instagram page. So I, it's got to be a balance. When I look at this this list of NIL income and I look at, you know, seven point whatever million that Bronny has, he's on a he, he's LeBron's son. My son ain't fortunate enough to be LeBron's son. All he got is me as a dad. And so when it comes to the family lineage, that ship is sailed. Uh, and, and to be honest, both of our kids are going to benefit from our last names, too, and, and having played at a high level and gone to Notre Dame. So uh, so they're going to benefit from it, but to a lesser degree. The truth of the matter is, man, I, I, and, and you said something that I would agree with, it's better to have a, a, a – when it's all said and done, I would pride myself on having a ha having uh, raised a fine human than someone worth three point six million. I agree with you on that. Uh, please chime in, all the parents Not out you there. Offer me five million. <laughs> Depends on how many millions. But all the other <laughs> parents out there, please chime in, man. Like we say every week, uh, like, comment, share. But your input is important to us, and it, it helps me frame not only the show but 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 other decisions that we're making. So. Please continue. I'll, I'll leave you with this because uh, Bronny is on top of the list, but Bronny also got the McDonald's All-American invite. He's on the McDonald's All-American team, which is the badge of honor when it comes to high school basketball. Some argue that he was only there because of the name. I think he deserved it. And the other thing that I saw with McDonald's All-American is DJ Wagner. DJ Wagner, by getting the McDonald's All-American invitation and being on that team, has now created the first ever grandfather, father, son, the trilogy. lineage trilogy. in McDonald's All-American. I had to cool. figure that out. Like, that's so improbable. It's so like, hard to say. Yeah. I so think that's really Milton, cool. You got Milton Wagner. You have Dewan Wagner and DJ Wagner uh, all made the McDonald's All-American game. So shout out to that family, man. Camden represent Camden, New Jersey is a well-represented man, and, and it's good to see. Um, it also makes me think of this whole transfer value thing because that came out and, and they've now created like who they think is – this is a prospectus, but uh, the quarterback – from Wake Forest, it transferred to Notre Dame is the top of that list. According to this list, they got the best value out of the transfer portal. So we shall see. And the moral of the story is, in the Got It Honest episode, all y'all kids that's acing these math exams, you walk around with your TI-81 calculator, they probably had them anymore, and your pocket protected. And you sit in a certain part of the lunchroom and everybody thinks you a nerd. There still might be a place for you in sports. All of these different diagrams and outputs and data aggregation uh, are it's the cybermetrics of sports now, man. So you too might have a, a, a role in sports. Let's hop into a few more things, man, before we get out of here. We got to get into NFL playoffs. Let's look, let's look behind and look forward. Uh let's 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 talk about some of what we saw. And let's predict 
what we think is going to happen this week in the conference championships. Uh, let's go game by game. First game, uh, we saw AFC. No, we'll start NFC. Giants versus Eagles. That wasn't the first game we saw, but all right. What was it? Kansas City and who cares in order? Let's let's do it this way. Let's go Giants versus Eagles. Uh, the Eagles, well, that was their first playoff game because they had the bye in the wild card week. And they, they did what we thought that they were going to do. They pretty much dominated the Giants. They did so without really letting us know whether or not Jalen Hurts was fully recovered. They ran they the ball. Ran the, they ran him a little bit. They let you see he's still getting loose. He got a little loose. But. Yeah, but I wanted to see him throw. To see, but I, 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 ah. I, that's, first of all, the, the, would you say the Giants had a successful season? Nobody predicted him to go to the they playoffs. Did. They got they manhandled a bit in, in the game. I like um, to say pistol whipped. So, so you would take the moral victory because we do have Giants fans. We got no, a lot of the moral victory, but you know they out they outperformed. I mean, Giants have been trashed for quite some time, and they started to get it together. Although now they're going to give up Saquon. Supposedly not going to be come back with them. So that's the problem is when you don't get. Has that been confirmed? Saquon's out. It hasn't been, but it, it's been rumored quite a bit. Typically, the internet is right. <laughs> so yeah, I, I, look, if you've had not. If you have one injury as a running back, and I've got to make a decision going when you're coming off the rookie contract, I'm moving on. But several injuries? Uh, we'll see. I mean, but that's the problem. It's tough. Is that you try to you have to hit so quick in football yeah. now. So that was like this is the year things come together. And now you're about to break it up. So I, 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 I don't up. know if and look moral victories to me aren't worth a damn thing. But I do see the Giants fans have taken pride in it. So we'll see. We'll see how this sets them up for next year. The Eagles. Do you think the Eagles? Because, you know, you had, you had the Eagles. They have now advanced the conference championship. All right. Uh, they will be playing the 49ers. The 49ers did what they had to do against the Cowboys, but they didn't look dominant. From an NFL standpoint, this has been probably the model ideal playoff year that you could imagine all the games were competitive again uh this past weekend except but for, for the giants that was the only one side of the game the cowboys let's let's go in parts let's start with the cowboys cowboys get beat by the 49ers how about them cowboys how about them niners what do we think about dak prescott it seems like mike mccarthy has fired everybody but Trash. himself on that staff Jerry Jones is saying all the right things, but Dak Trash. Prescott, for what he's getting paid, has. Trash. But but then what? Where do they go? Because Trash. Dan Quinn did decide to come back, and we have the Cowboys there's, segment there's because they, they tell us that they are America's team. Dan Quinn is coming back as defense coordinator, Trash. but other than Dan Quinn and Mike McCartney, almost everybody else got their parking spots taken. Trash, also known as they got fired. Are the Cowboys positioned to finally take the next step? We've seen this little. They flirt with success. How can you even Zeke say that? Elliott probably was going to have to take a, a, a major pay cut if he comes back. What do we think the state of the Cowboys are? If they're going to be America's team, we got to talk about them. Are they going to be going into next year even a favorite to win the division, let alone the conference? I mean, nothing says trash and rebuild that fire. Six position coach. I had to go through. There's only one position coach that didn't get fired. If, if maybe, and that's only if one of the coordinators doesn't coach a position on the side. I don't know how it is in the NFL like that, but six position coaches 
I mean, you got rid of everybody. That just because Jerry Jones didn't want to have to fire McCarthy and, and feel like he succumbed to, to public pressure. But, I mean, that got to go. I think they should try to go to Bears first pick and go get a new quarterback, start from scratch. Dak just doesn't – he just always shows up and throws a big pick in the big game every time, never never ceases to amaze. He led the NFL in picks with missing five games, which is ridiculous. He just always throws them at the wrong time. I don't know. that that I hate them, so I'm happy. I hope they don't make any changes. So they're snake bitten, though. The team just it just it just can't get right, man. If can't, can't get, get right, right was that a might be their new nickname. Can't get right. If can't Appreciate get right, you, Mike was a Zarn for joining team. in, my brother. Enjoy That's your a new meme. Too. Somebody put that together, man. Give me a yeah, little credit. Can't get right. That's their new nickname. Uh, all right. So let's talk about the winners because the losers are going to be what they are. They're going to be in Cancun. Cancun on three is a, is the new fun exchange when they talk about teams that are out of the playoffs. Cancun on three. Uh, but the 49ers look good, man. That uh, they, they didn't look great. The 49ers have been. Since early in the season, they have been the odds favorite to win the NFC. Then they have injuries at the quarterback position. Sir. And they got someone who's real purdy. They got Brock Purdy comes in, steadies the ship, does what he needs to do. Everyone was saying he's like a la, you know, Joe Flacco. He ain't going to win the game for you. But because of that defense and all the weapons he has around him, because of the coaching staff that he has in place, he ain't going to lose it either. Having seen them play against the Cowboys, I got to admit, man, they look real vulnerable. Real vulnerable. It's tough for me to pick them to win this game. I think the Eagles win it. Tell me I'm wrong. Do you think the 49ers do the unthinkable with a third-string quarterback, Mr. Irrelevant, essentially run the table since he was inserted? They, 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 haven't, they, they have never lost. Unstoppable. Can they run the table with Brock Purdy, win the NFC, and make it to the Super Bowl? You know, if we take the Eagles-Giants game and look at that, and then we look at the the Dallas 49ers game, I mean, as much as I can't stand Dallas, they're a formidable opponent, right? So they beat them, but they're a formidable opponent. Giants overachieved this season and just remembered – who they were. They remember they were the G-Men. Remember when, the Giants. They remember the, the Giants when they got to the game. <laughs> the Eagles have had a lot of a lot of games that just they didn't look like the team that should be winning the Super Bowl this year. You know, you're just like, Eesh. losses, barely wins, different things. So but I to, this, this to their a, credit, after Jalen Hurts got was hurt. I mean, they look they look they look uh, they had moments, but they look good when Jalen Hurts was clicking on all cylinders. When he got hurt is when it, his last the, start they lost. Right? Who they lose to? Somebody trash. Ah, uh, you gonna make me? I don't know. I mean, they were they had only lost one game with him as a starter. Then he got hurt. I don't remember. I don't. Oh, I don't they? remember. Yeah, they they got hurt. I think they initially. I think they lost to the Commanders. They lost to somebody they weren't supposed to lose. To. Somebody they weren't supposed or to. Or Arizona. Lose to. They lost to a losing team. Yeah, and I think that's probably the game I watched from start to finish. So I was like, ish. So I don't know. I think you know you were in the playoffs. None of that really matters at this point. You know what I mean? Right. They don't have we don't have a, a veteran except for Mahomes, right? We don't have I mean, I guess you got to give the, the guy from the Bengals uh cool Joe, whatever, uh cool Joe Burrow. But we don't really have this like perennial, you're not going against a Tom Brady. 
You know what I mean? You're not going to get somebody like that. So to me, this is a great situation. It's all bets are off, man. Who cares what you thought? Whatever, who are you going to be this weekend? That's what it matters. And I believe anybody can win. I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm my money is on nobody. That's what my money is on. You my know, money whoever is the dog nobody. is, I'm I betting like on that. that. Uh, yeah. I I I think Eagles I'm gonna go Colts, with 17, 16. Yeah, they had some moments where you, you scratch your head. But at the same time, Eagles Bears 25-20. Because you think the Bears are, are Trash. terrible. Trash. I wanted you to say that. Cowboys sure had Eagles 40-34. Cowboys. Eagles Packers 40-33. I mean, like, come on, man. There's a lot of little stuff going on. 31-32-21. Commanders beat them. So they're, they're not. Eagles Cardinals 2017. Come on, man. It's a lot of stuff in here. Make you beat the Lions by three. Beat the Browns. The Doodle. Hey, 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 now. You're going oh, too you far. Oh, that's preseason. That's preseason. My bad. My bad. Look, uh, I'm taking the Eagles, though. The 49ers the Jets, finally showed me well, go ahead. that while you do have Debo Samuels, while you do have Kittles. Say again. Kittles. You have Kittles. Kittles. Right? You have McCaffrey. You have weapons. I always mess up his name. Um, African last name, wide receiver. I'll mess up his name, so I'm not gonna try to say it. What's but and you got Brock, Brock Purdy. Purdy. Um, I still gotta go. I just, I just feel like the Eagles. It looks like their year. I think Jalen Hurts is getting healthy at the right time, and um. Only thing I wanted to see is I wanted to see him throw a little bit more in order to make me certain with that decision to predict an Eagles victory. But I'm still going to go out on a limb and say Eagles over the 49ers for the NFC Conference Championship to advance to the Super Bowl. There, I said it. Brandon Ayuk is the one I was trying to say. Ayuk. Ayuk did. Was that you, Street Fighter? Uh, but I'm gonna go bang bang Niners gang. You going Niners? All right, bang bang. Let's go. Um, now we gotta go to the AFC because we had all of that NFC stuff, but the AFC I thought and I picked the AF the winner of the AFC was going to win the Super Bowl. I said that. Now I'm not so certain. After watching Buffalo lose at home to the Bengals, a game that had a lot of emotional connections to it because of the DeMar Hamlin situation, because on that Monday night football, those were the two teams that were playing when they suspended that game and ultimately canceled the game um, because DeMar Hamlin was on hand. Um, although conspiracy theorists have said that that wasn't him because you couldn't see his face. Uh, like why? <laughs> He's uh, dead now? Is that what we said? People just make up stupid Just repeating what people said, man. I don't know. And this got an honest episode. I got to be honest. Buffalo, to me, has been the most disappointing, great team all year. I thought they were going to run away with that game because of all the emotions. I picked them to win it. And yet, Joe Cool, cool as the other side of the pillow, comes in in inclement weather and dominates early. Buffalo made a game out of it. But... It seemed from beginning to end that the Bengals were just a better team. So that shocked me. 
And now the Bengals proceed to go play Kansas City. Kansas City prevailed at home against Jacksonville. Sunshine, while I did pick Kansas City to win, I thought that they would struggle. They being Jacksonville struggle more. They played well. The NFL's got to be happy with this playoff year. This super has been happy. Amazing. It's super happy. Super every, happy. Every game has been, mm-hmm. right? You got the divisional round where Sunshine and the band, also known as the Jacksonville Jaguars, a big underdog, but they go in and they play well at Arrowhead Stadium. So now we have Joe Cool going to Arrowhead Stadium, a rematch of last year where, uh, you know, I got to admit that my man, Patrick Mahomes, was underwhelming in that game and made some questionable decisions, especially at the end of the game. That same Patrick Mahomes is limping, literally limping Ooh, into this AFC Championship game with an ankle injury. I know he. we see him at the collegiate level play on one foot, a la Byron Leftwich. Who got fired? But he reminds me of Byron Leftwich, how he plays on the one foot, or Big Ben Roethlisberger. Those injuries with certain quarterbacks just don't seem to throw up their timing and mechanics. They can still get the ball down the field. Patrick Mahomes has some of that in him. But Joe Cool, man. So I'm going to start with you on this one. Who you got? AFC Championship. Don't stutter. Is it going to be Joe Cool and them Cincinnati Bengals? that represent the AFC in the Super Bowl, or does Patrick Mahomes and the crew been a very solid, consistent cast other than Tyreek Hill, who left this year? Does that crew get it done yet again and advance yet another Super Bowl? What say you, Big Flow Show? I'm trying to get all the data I can before I comment on this. Thursday, he explained that he felt comfortable with how Mahomes was moving out of the pocket. His feet were doing okay. He could still move then. He's throwing the ball. With Come on, line. man. And this got an honest episode. You know all them coaches lying. They trying to <sighs> deceive each other with the injury reports. They're trying to deceive each other. Talking about who didn't practice. Some of them guys aren't practicing just so they can confuse the opposing coaching staff in their preparation. So you can't believe that stuff. Not this late in the year. That's one big you know, old melodramatic soap opera when it comes to the, the injury report these days. Hold on, hold on. They're showing him work out. <laughs> what exactly as a defense lineman are you looking at to determine whether or not he go get you? He went out wide. He's, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go my homeboy. I gotta go with my homeboy. You go my homeboy. I really like Joe Burrow, though. I really like that dude, man. So either one wins, I'll be okay. Because Joe, the coolest white dude in, in the NFL to me. My by far, cool as it, shit. It, you saw the meme of his pregame when he throws it and spins and just so cool. That that he might spins, be the he cool. starts getting the, he gets a little little gritty afterwards. Yo, that dude. Super I mess cool, with him, man. man. I mess with him. So cool. I would I would not be upset either way. But I'm gonna stay with my homeboy, man. Let him go ahead and get one more so he can start climbing up that ladder. Um, I'm, I'm going my homeboy. Final answer. You going my homeboy? I got I, hey, love it. Uh, and I can't be mad at it. Uh, so we'll see. Rafael Lara, Lara that's my that's wife. Papo. What's up, Papo? Uh, after I make this prediction, I'm gonna say something. That's why I put that up there. Um, I'm going the other side, man. I'm going Joe Cool. Any man in inclement weather, snowing, all of the emotions related to the game. Everybody's watching the biggest game probably of the year, connected to un- the unfortunate, tragic issue, issue, incident with Demar Hamlin, and Joe Cool out there in warm ups, like he ain't even. He's unbothered. He's unfazed. And the two most dangerous groups of people in the whole world, one group 
They got everything to lose. Another group, they got nothing to lose. And while Joe Cool and his crew made it to the Super Bowl last year, they still are considered a young roster. He's still considered to have a long runway in his career. I'm putting him in a camp where he ain't got nothing to lose. And that pregame demonstration of just throwing the ball, spinning, and doing the gritty, to me, supports that idea. I'm going Joe Cool. I'm going with the Philadelphia Eagles and the Cincinnati Bengals in the Super Bowl. Sounds like you're going the exact opposite way. You're going Kansas City. Man, bang, bang, Niner gang. Bang, bang, Niner gang. We'll see who's right, who's wrong. That sounds cool, don't it? Would you rather say that than whatever the hell the Eagles say? Fly, Fly, Eagles, fly. Eagles, fly. What would you rather say? Bang, bang, Niner gang. Yeah, but I I, I just, something about Eagles, man. Fly like an eagle. No, that's their song. Fly, Eagles, fly. It just sounds bang, bang, Niner gang. That's way better. It does sound good. Come on, man. but I'm going you, you're with the bros too. You, I mean, that's yeah, yeah, I, I'm going, you. I, I, I'm going with the bros okay. in the sense that Jalen Hurts is the bros. That's We're gonna I'm save you a seat on the on the uh, on the bandwagon. We're gonna save you a seat. Hey, Always man, save a seat make, for, make for sure it's one of the warm ones. My man, uh, Papo, what up, Papo? Papo says what up, what it do, man. And he also asked. We did talk about Ed Reed already, so make sure you listen back to it. Or hey, Rafael, man, podcast. you got to get up early, man. We started late. We waited for you and everything. Got to get up early, but Come what on, I will say friend. to you, Papo, is please listen to the that was our first topic so listen to the podcast or listen to it on youtube and subscribe my brother appreciate the support but also what i want to say about my man Papo, that's my cousin by association my best friend's cousin so he is a cousin uh associate i got to celebrate before we get to our last topic i got to celebrate my beautiful goddaughter's quinceanera that means you turn 15 they call it the quinceanera uh, and to see a young lady grow into just a phenomenal, phenomenal human being since the day she was born, literally since the day she was born and turning 15, it was just sort of this, this moment for me, man. So I got to see a lot of family pop being one of them, man, but what an amazing, amazing celebration of my beautiful goddaughter, Kalia. So I know she's not listening because she's in school, but I want to give her a shout out anyway, man, be, be culturally. In this episode of God and Honest, knowing people and being able to experience their culture is really, man, so valuable in terms of life, man. So it was really cool to be able to, that was my first quince. Uh, what an amazing time. Amazing, amazing time. Well done in planning with her parents, my best friend Kareem, her mother, her mother Marty. Uh, shout out to y'all, man. Job well done. All right. Let's hop on, man, because we've made our predictions but I wanted to at least talk about very quickly, and we it's going to be a three-minute conversation. What's up, Coach? It's going to My be a three-minute conversation. hashtag in his comments. I appreciate that. Yeah, man. Yeah. He understands he social media. Yeah, he understands. And he got the hashtags in there. You know what it is. STA. The illustrious St. Thomas Aquinas, the greater Fort Lauderdale, Florida area in that building. You know. You know where we at. Uh, but we got to talk about, because we talk NFL, man. Steve Wilkes who took the one and four Carolina Panthers and for the remainder of the year after their coach, Mark rule got fired. He took them to a six and six record and made them playoff worthy. They were in contention for the playoffs. Yes. The worst division in football, but they were in contention for the playoffs and Steve Wilkes was passed up. They decided to hire Frank Wright, who happens to be white, who happened to also be fired in Indianapolis before they hired Jeff Saturday. 
Frank Wright was the first quarterback ever in the expansion team of the Carolina Panthers. But Steve Wilkes, the black coach who was passed up, his representatives, a law firm, unlike my man Ed Reed, his representatives, a law firm, put out something that said, essentially, and I want to make sure I get it right, they said that the NFL has a legitimate race problem. Now, you immediately look at that and say, duh. But this law firm, to be so public with it, quick exchange, man. What do you think? So Jeff Saturday, we laughed at it. He was a stop guy. We thought that he was hired in order to maintain and guarantee that they got the first pick. Jeff Saturday was on round two of interviews. Indianapolis and Jim Ursay, the owner, is really thinking about hiring Jeff Saturday, despite the Jeff Saturday look like he shouldn't even coach on Saturday or Friday or any day. Based on history. what he did with that team and the loss of the history. way he lost those games. He made history. So, the wrong so, side of the comment. What what are we thinking, man? Legitimate race problem. His law firm says it, and we know it, but let's just have a quick exchange on it as we go into another year of NFL coaching. Carousel and Steve Wilkes passed up for Frank Wright. And this is the first time that the Carolina Panthers, in, in defense of the Panthers, which I'm only doing it because some of it seems indefensible. This is the first time they ever hired an offensive-minded coach. So I think they interviewed nine people, seven of the nine coaches or the candidates who were coaches, obviously, are offensive-minded coaches. Steve Wilkes is a defensive-minded guy. That's the only defense that I can provide for the decision. But this legitimate race problem, let's let's because it, it is the Got it honest episode. Let's just make sure we got it honest when we talk about it. What say you when you hear a reputable firm that is representing Steve Wilkes put that out in the public space so bluntly? I mean, first thing you say is no shit, right? They had a problem. I just feel like there's no solution for it. There's nothing's going to happen because at the end of the day, you got 32 of the richest or of the richest people in, in the country that do stuff. They did not get that way listening to rules. They didn't get that way being dictated to what they're supposed to do. They get that way being bold. And I'm not doing this to compliment them. It's just to say, this is just, it is what it is. When you're, when you have that kind of money, you never really care about what people say, rules, the outside world. You do what you got to do to make money. Cause it takes a certain amount of greed and narcissism to get to that level of success. Right. right? And that may sound haterish. It's not supposed to, but it's, it just is what it is when you get to the point. Because if you if you get me to about 10 million, 15 million, I'm starting to think about looking for a way out to just stop. We get to a hundred million, man. We we really we really chilling. It's gonna be hard to find you're gonna be the dude just pulling up in random houses, peeing on their grass. You one of them dudes? I don't know that I, I don't feel like giving somebody no chance to come take some of my money, but oh my I will. God, I, but I, you, you know, it's gonna be hard to find me, man. You're gonna I, you never know where I'm gonna be at. If it's to find my iPhone, you're going to think my stuff got stolen because I'm going to change the weather every every day. But when you start becoming a multi-billionaire and you're still trying to make money, it takes a certain kind of person that really just keeps going. It's not enough. It's not enough. So I'm saying those people don't care. They're going to hire who they want to hire, and they don't care. Sue them. It doesn't matter. They're going to keep doing it. So the topic is getting old. I don't think we ever stop talking about it. But to me, it's like we just hired a dude that just got fired over here at the Colts. And, this, and he's still hot. Like, he's still on his severance. He's still got right. checks to collect from them. And you picked him up. I don't know if the other candidate is 
that great that he needs to be hired or he's the one there. I don't want to take away from every white coach that gets a hire and say that. But this you at is least a have a body of work. He just he just took your one and four team with a roster that I, I mean, players in they start off with Baker Mayfield as their quarterback. They I don't know who Christian they ended McCaffrey. They, they, they traded McCaffrey, but he took that team to a six and six finish. So I don't know, man. You're right. It, it seems as though at this point we're just beating like, what the dead we horse. Keep doing, man. Like, are we going to keep doing this? That's the thing. It's like we can yeah. keep doing this. It just gets to be old. Uh, someone, my man, big nine. I, I, I refer to him not in his presence, but if he's listened to it, he'll know now that I refer to him as this big Hank, which is Mister. May pay him his respect because he deserves that, Mister Henry Johnson, my man Malcolm Johnson. My dog from Notre Dame, his dad, when I posted it on Facebook, he put this theory out there and asked rhetorically, well, what would happen if all the black players just boycotted? If indeed they thought it was a legitimate race problem manifested through the coaching hires, what if the players just took ownership of it and used their power? And someone said something like hell would freeze over, pigs would fly essentially because they know that the self-motivated players that aren't on guaranteed contracts that have, I won't say a total of zero leverage, but it's like 0.3. Like there's really no leverage there. We know it would never happen, but it was just a good thing to think of. It's asking a whole lot. It's asking a whole lot. Yeah. Asking a whole lot. lot. But uh, I did – I celebrate the fact that a firm that reputable would be that public with a statement that could be considered controversial. They have a legitimate race problem. So shout out to that firm. This week, not next week, tomorrow and the next day, we're going to watch the games and not think about nothing about that law firm and what happened and who's coaching and whatever. And that's the unfortunate truth. No one's going to boycott because they want their bread. If they did boycott, I don't. I think the NFL is too big to fail at this point. They try to. They try to. They try to threaten it with the take a knee. Lamar, we try to threaten the, if it. Lamar with, Hamlin would have. If Lamar Hamlin got. I mean, actually, I'm not going to. I don't want to put that in the universe. But if that would have been a different outcome, they wouldn't have been too big to fail. Yeah. Like that. So, so yeah. But I hear you more broadly. I hear you. Um, but shout out to that firm for calling it out, man. So hopefully the NFL reads it owns it and tries to do something about it other than they lip won't. service They're because they in this episode of God and honest, man, honestly, it's just like, it's tough. It's like in corporate America, we think of it, man, you, you, man, you got to really be a bad man. If your pigmentation is a certain way in order to get certain accomplished, a certain opportunities, despite your accomplishments. The Texans will give you a year. They'll let you sit there for a little year full of check, but then your ass is up out of here. You're <laughs> out of good. It. Yeah. So, uh, Steve Wilkes, hopefully he gets a job, but shout out to his representatives for calling it what it is, a legitimate race problem. Uh, quickly, before we get out of here, man, NBA All-Star starters have been announced. So what do you think? Somebody gave you an amen from the amen corner, because I know they were All right, Raphael, were you light-skinned too? Yeah, he's <laughs> super, super, super light-skinned. <laughs> uh and KC Glee, now I agree with you, man. It's like 
until we decide to do it and be the change we seek, then it'll never happen. But to ask the players to do it because the interests aren't necessarily aligned on behalf of a particular coach is just that that's the challenge. So anyway, I digress. Um, NBA All-Star Game, man. The NBA All-Star Game is in Utah this year. After we talk about legitimate race problem, you know, it's a whole <laughs> bunch of black people in, in Utah. Sorry, I should have did better with transition. But it's in Utah this year. And the, the starters were announced. Let's go through those quickly. Because you gave me the starters. Earlier on and on the West, you have as the captain, El Capitan. LeBron James. LeBronis. That's your man's in them. Uh, you also have the greatest shooter of all time, Steph Curry. You have the two-time MVP, back-to-back MVP and Joker. You have Zion, who everyone was just about to write off. But Zion, he played that one of them them good old reggae songs. And it's from Zion. He back, baby. Zion is back, and he is a starter in this NBA All-Star game. And then you've got Luca. On the eastern side, you have the Greek freak as the captain, uh, overtaking in the last few weeks, overtaking KD to be the starter. Excuse me, be the captain. In the backcourt, you have Jason Tatum and Donovan Mitchell, and then the other front court players. Excuse me, did I get that right? Yeah, yeah. You have Kyrie. Let me just do it this way. You have Greek Freak, Tatum, Kyrie, KD, Donovan Mitchell are your five. Yeah. If you will notice, there's a glaring person missing from the East. A person who is on everybody's top two list to be the MVP of this year will not be a starter in the East. So it makes me wonder whether or not we've got to reconfigure how we do this. But Joel Embiid is not a starter. I think they just have to go completely positionless because Joel Embiid should be a starter over Donovan Mitchell. Fair? And I love Donovan Mitchell. Or Tatum. Ah, that, that one's tough. That one's a little tougher for me. Is Tatum top two in MVP? No, but because the way the team is designed uh, – and how we think the of MVP, check <laughs> but 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 every, I would be a much more readily. Uh, every big excuse but, starts off with design flaws. Design flaws. my check comes, I can't pay. <laughs> but I would I would quickly replace Donovan Mitchell with Joel Embiid. So, and then there's a bunch of snubs. Should be a great NBA All Star Weekend. The starters have been announced. Make sure that you go out and support um, the new format. While the NFL has been stuck in its own ways and it keeps getting in its own way, the NBA, I think, has evolved in so many different facets. In this episode of Got It Honest, the NBA is, I think, becoming so much bigger and so much internationally respected and supported because it's almost like that good karma, man. They're doing right things. They have been open and honest when it comes to social issues. They have done a much better job of trying to uh increase the number of diverse candidates they definitely have way more diversity in terms of coaching but i'm talking about in front office and i think they've done it right when it comes to certain things like the all-star game i love the design i love how they pick you don't know who you're gonna have on your team until the day of i think that's a really dope idea man. so shout hmm. out to the nba is that how they're doing it i think they're doing it that way this year or that was the way 
that's what that was the, the that was what they said they should do is pick on the day of but now they're gonna pick before that right no i think they're doing the day of. oh if i got it wrong i got it wrong but i yeah. think if it, 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 be it, the first time yeah it would be first of all but even their ending whatever that's called what's the i don't know what the ending is called but they got it right man they, they keep evolving and i think innovation is how you keep people interested in it and and nfl someone needs, needs to, to go talk to the to the pro bowl about about getting it right <laughs> They I do think the NBA it. All-Star game does it right. The way that they, they make it into four sub-games and each game goes towards charity for that's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Smart. So. Uh NBA, keep leading the way, man. And this episode of God and Honest, man, let's 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 end with two very quick topics. The first one is Uncle Shannon. Mm-hmm. Uncle Shay Shay, as he has been called, showed up courtside Lakers game with a at least 3x sweater at least that i thought in terms of fashion good job fashion forward despite the fact that it was a 3x it still was snug on my brother that man in the weight room and with the weight room in this episode of god and honest when you're in the weight room like that there's certain things that come with it there's some testosterone that comes with all that scruff that's how we say it in florida that's scruff <laughs> And that testosterone at times conflicts with your day job. Uncle Shannon Sharp sitting courtside. We all know he is in your camp. He is all in on LeBron. He all about that LeBron. LeBron and the Lakers are playing Memphis and John Morant and more importantly, Dylan Brooks, who talked a lot of trash. And Uncle Shannon can't help himself. Because remember, he in that weight room, he got that testosterone. And the yak that he talked about, and the black and miles. But I guess he says something to Dylan Brooks. Dylan Brooks says something back, calls him. Uh, I, I, I'm just repeating that. I'm quoting. I'm not cussing. Don't put this me in the, the same camp as Ed Reed. I think they go and call each other a bitch. Or something like, there's a F you, there's a F you, and there's a bitch hurled out, and... All of a sudden, Uncle Shannon, because Uncle don't play, and his 3X sweater that happens to be snug, and all his muscles and all his testosterone is up, and they are about to fight. Uncle Shannon does what I think Ed Reed should have done and, and tried to do, apologize, but Uncle Shannon does it in a way that I thought was very, very it's ideal. He, he owned it. He apologized. He apologized to everybody, including the Memphis Grizzlies. And we won't talk about it much. But I think that we're going to say in this episode of, of, of God and Honest, we got to be honest here, man. There's this inherent conflict. If you're a, a media personality and an athlete, that the current athletes see you as a talking head, right? Uh, I think, uh, what do you say? Uh, uh, KD called him the drunk uncle at one point. Right, and people have taken shots at Shannon. He fires back. He likes LeBron. Others don't. I'm glad it didn't end in more physical altercation, but I think it showed us smoke. Get out of here. Nobody wanted to get beat up by that uncle on TV. No, Uh, you saw the exchange. What do you think of it, man? Ultimately, John Morant's dad got into it, so I didn't know if it was Usher or. John Morant's dad, T. Morant. It turned out to be T. Morant this time. 
and I still have never seen the two of them in the same place at the same time. But T. Morant walked his Usher-looking, uh, what, what's Usher's best song? Usher. Usher. You think it's the best song? What's his best song? No. Two Girls. That was know. the best one. That was the best one. <laughs> I don't know if that's the hook, but anyway, T. Morant looked like he just came off a balladeer and some on-stage dancing, walked up to Shannon Sharp, and it could have got real ugly. What did you think about the altercation? What did you think about the apology before we take it home for the day? I think the altercation is just a lot about nothing. People woofing sometimes just think it's one of those things that if it wasn't for national television to be in there, we would just laugh it off. It's just how people get running their mouth to the game. It's, it, it speaks to the energy of the game. It speaks to the the uh, entitlement people on courtside have. They feel like they're really part of the game because everybody's behind them, and it got a little out of hand, and people was running their mouth. We've seen Spike Lee have these type of altercations a million times, but nobody's scared of Spike Lee. We see it. We just, we've seen celebrities on the side getting into it with players forever. We've seen regular fans. Jack in a Nichols, lot of cases right. Yeah, yeah. You've seen a lot of them. You're right. Getting it, but – Unk looks they like don't wear three X sweaters that are tight fitting though. Yeah, so that man they, got yeah. A, they don't. They don't. Say, now I tell I you what though, this, that, the dude, Steve, the one that they have, the guy that looks like he's missing a chromosome. What's his name? Steve Adams. Hey, Unk didn't want no smoke from him. He didn't want anybody say Aquaman. He never Aquaman looked his way. Walked over and was the neutralizer. He never looked his way. So there's a lot of people, smoke getters and non-smoke getters. A lot of people, no one wanted to mess with him except for that guy and. Shannon did not fix his lips to say nothing because he knew there was nobody in there that could keep him back. So, so there was a lot of oh no, Unk does have some sense. He know who the best. He got some not. sense. He never looks his way. But I will say this: I respect a man that could just come at you. Know, sometimes I think people can learn lessons from this. Nobody thinks less of Shannon for apologizing for his actions, right? At the end of the day, if he sees those guys somewhere else, he's probably still going to have words if nobody's around. There's cameras. He's going to say what he's got to go say. But you know, he apologized. He had class. He moves on with his life. I wish. uh uh, that goofy that's with him on that show would, would Skip, learn how Skip to, Bayless, right? Who did learn not, how to say he's wrong. Apologize to Demar Hamlin. He doesn't apologize for anything. He's never wrong. He did this, whatever, and that's why people continue to hate his guts. No, nothing. You know, he plays the villain. Then going back over to, to Bayless, he plays the villain. And he wants to be controversial. No one would lose respect for him if he decided to apologize. No one ever gets mad. But you know, it was a long, lengthy, thoughtful apology and i think he did a good job with it and he still maintained his dignity so i'll give it to him i think i'm glad it's over. in ways and it ain't all about race but i'm gonna say this and we're gonna move on in ways it's not even a choice we've been programmed in order to survive in this america that there are certain things that you have to do there's certain ways that you have to carry yourself there's certain tactics that you have to utilize in order to survive and I agree with you. Hats off to Uncle Uncle Shannon Sharp for being so accountable and apologizing unequivocally. Uh, but I think more broadly, I think that we're just accustomed to it. We've almost been conditioned that this is what you have to do or else you don't have a, a chance. There were people immediately saying, oh, man, he about to lose his job. And, you know, it don't make you right, but it makes you real the awareness that Uncle Shannon had, I think, was right on point. Uh, the accountability was right on point. And so hopefully cooler heads will prevail. And if they do see each other in the club, you know, the club owner giving them that good five minutes. Like, I ain't going to let y'all kill each other. But you got five minutes downstairs with nobody watching. You really want that smoke? You can get it. And hopefully uh, if it's T. Morant involved in that, he got Steve Adams with him. Or, other, or else it could get ugly. It could get real ugly. 
Debo coming. Who? Debo. That's how he stood up. I wish he would. Um, last topic, man, quickly. Brian Kelly and LSU. Uh, it turns out that Brian Kelly, we're going to say, unknowingly was paid twice by LSU. <laughs> Same exact amount. They overpaid him. Tip. How you overpay somebody on a $100 million contract? $10 million a year. Ten so years, what happened is they paid him and they paid his LLC. The exact the same, same amount. amount. Now, we all been in a situation where, like somebody at a store the other day, I overpaid by a dollar. I thought she said one number. She said another number. I overpaid by a dollar. She gave me that dollar back. And I felt good about that. And I said to her, I was like, you know what? There's still some good in the world. And then I read this story about good old BK, who already got some political type of reputation that he's going to do what he need to do for BK. BK then took, now, if it's down to the cent, right? You know, after taxes, it ain't an even number. It was over So if it's million. down to the cent, the exact same number, is it possible that BK didn't know that he got paid twice the exact same amount to the tune of being overpaid by a million dollars? You got that much money, you don't know you were overpaid by a He's not check to check. He's not check to check, right? Do you really look at the paycheck when you look at it or somebody just sitting there? Now, here's the thing is, has he, had he moved the money, if he moved the money around, then you know something's wrong. But if it was nah. just still sitting in the account and it didn't do nothing. So, I mean, he gets paid $10 million a year, basically. Right. And he got paid an extra million. So it was only a couple checks. Maybe he was busy. Maybe he wasn't looking. But they paid him, overpaid him by a meal. <laughs> but you know what I love about the story? He has a a, a, a a repayment schedule, and give me my money back. You right. spent the money. Give me the whole month meal now, today, immediately. We got a. He got a. They give him a little time. They say, you know what? We we'll like take that back. Taxes. Yeah. Uh, very interesting, man. But I do think it connects to our previous conversations about nil and its impact, sort of, on this whole idea of the transfer portal, and the number that, like, the number of dollars, the amount of money involved in that. That LSU, first of all, could sign him. To a 10-year, a hundred million dollar contract for having never won the big game at Notre Dame. Yes, all-time winning is coach, but that's what happens when you stay somewhere a long time. And still, with all of that, overpay him by a million. And it took this long to figure it out. They swimming in money, man. Hey, I want the people watching. Do you think he should have gave the money back? Let me say that. Would you have given the money back if you noticed there was an extra mill in there or you or they got to come find you? I want In this you. episode of Got It Honest, let's be honest. <laughs> if your employee, employer rather, pays you in excess, you know, and it's their, their problem, their error, a million dollars too much, would you voluntarily give it back? Well, I was happy that lady gave you. me my dollar. But I got to be honest with you, if it's a million, I wouldn't have been mad at it if she'd have been like, yo, that's he made the mistake. You know what I mean? God works in mysterious ways. That's how that's how church folk would justify it. Would you get that million dollars back? Because that is the dilemma that BK, I don't know who discovered it. Was it BK or LSU? I don't know. But that's the dilemma that BK had to reconcile with himself. A million dollars. I'm 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 judging by these eyes. I don't know. My girl, thank you so much for watching. She watches every week. I love her. She's good people. Uh, but I'm gonna judge by them eyes that she might not have given the money back. No. 
What say you on this episode of God of Honor? Somebody overpays you by a million dollars. Ain't got nothing to do with you. You didn't make the mistake. See the way Two my check counts. The way my check comes, I'll start with a story like that. Yeah, I'd have, I think I would have spent it already. If I'm being honest, that money would have been gone. Uh, in this episode of God of Honest, man, it has been two of the three of the crew. We have done what we do. We have brought it to you, rough, rugged, and raw. We have done what we do. We have run the gamut of sports, business, and entertainment. The collision happens Not here. Not the gamut. We, did we left out one important thing, and I want to. I got to bring it up because I can't imagine this is going to last very long. What's that? If y'all don't go out there and watch the Power Slap League on TBS <laughs> on Wednesdays, Seven you don't PM. think it's gonna last very long? Six, it can't. Have you seen it? It cannot I, last. I, long. I see every every week someone sends me like a highlight of someone getting knocked out. I just don't know Please why you subject yourself to that. Watch the show. Please, if you're there, after you finish watching and sharing this, liking it, telling a friend, telling the phone, telling anybody you know, telling your mom about our show. Please watch the power slap league because they gotta pull it. There's no way. And that's Listen. saying I, I mean, so they had to push it back because it was a very untimely launch because that's Dana White's league and Dana White was caught on camera slapping his wife. So they just couldn't do it. That was just promo because if you see this, look, you got to come up there. <laughs> you have to see it. There's no way this can last another two weeks. It's got to come off the air. This is the most barbaric. And, and so you're watching the whole slap. Like you don't, they don't. So you go up there, right? You come on there. So it's a ring and stuff. Whoever go first. You, and this is one you do not defer. If you win the toss, you do not defer. You go first. You got to keep your feet on the ground. It got to stay flat. You can't be out of this box. You got to declare which, which hand you're going to smack the person with. And then how, and there's a and declaration at the beginning of it. You got to declare who you, which one you're going to smack with. Then when you're going to smack them. So you can smack on three, one, two, shaka. It's one dude out there. He just goes on one. Then you go chalk up. You put the chalk. So what they do is they'll go there, touch your face, and it'll be a hand mark. And it'll be like one, two. It's so many one-hitter quitters. And then you have 30 seconds to revive. So dudes are knocked out. They're sitting there with their hands like this. They give you 30 seconds to, to get back right. So you got to get back right. After your 30 seconds, you got to stand in there. If you're good, they say you're good whole face swole up then you tell then you got to tell them then you have 30 seconds to smack him right you got to chalk up you come in people clown a little bit they come in there most people right hand slapper i think there's a lot of room for a left-handed slapper in there i don't know if you're a left-handed slapper most of the right-handed slapper dude cheek was this big hematoma but he 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 came back when it's his turn he knocked the dude out so he didn't have to man please watch it please watch it it's not so with a long. swollen cheek they didn't go to round two because it's my turn to slap you. So if I can slap you and knock you out, I could quit. After I smack you, I could say, if I wanted to, all right, I quit, right? Because the dude's cheek was enormous. and But he smacked the dude and knocked him out. <laughs> I mean, more unconsciousness and real bad. Uh, one lady got slapped. She tried to get up. She did a, a Wait, there, somersault. Hold on, hold on. So the lady got slapped by another lady. It's not. Yeah, another lady. Okay, yeah. I was going to say, not co-ed. No, it's weight classes. It's weight classes on the smacks. They got flyaways, super flyaways. How do you find out that you're just that proficient in slapping somebody? That's my thing. You had to come from a bad home. You had to come. You had to, man. That's the thing. I'm like, there's so many different layers. Everybody watching, you have to watch Power Slap. There's so many different layers of dysfunction in that. It's Uh, unreal. Look, anyway. 
in this episode of God and Honest, man, we have, we have done what we have had to do, brought you sports business and entertainment. Entertainment that I never would have imagined would be entertainment, slapping. Sure. Uh, but we did it in the way that we do, rough, rugged, and raw, man. Uh, we appreciate you guys. Like we ask you every week, it won't cost you a dang thing for three seconds to like, comment, tag a friend, or tag a foe. Tag anybody that you know. And then we ask you humbly, please subscribe to both our YouTube channel and our podcast. We've had from the Mid-Coast, the man, the myth, the, the legend, coast. Big Flow in the building. Y'all give it up for Big Flow. Slap the shit out of you. <laughs> uh, and we're going to go home on this, man. In this episode of God and Honest, uh, I, I hear it all the time. My precocious little 10-year-old, anytime anyone from my family and my friends, they see and hear how he interacts with people, they immediately say, he got it honest because he acts just like you. In this episode of God and Honest, we talk in sports business entertainment. We went from all the way from Ed Reed and being very honest with his opinion and his feelings and recording the um, facilities and conditions of Bethune-Cookman and what that resulted in to the NFL and some of the God's honest truth about the legitimate race problem that they have in hiring. Uh, we talk about a lot, and we talk about it in the way that we do rough, rugged, and raw. Uh, we thank you so humbly from the bottom of our hearts for continuing to support us. We'll see you next week. I'm your boy, B. Brown, ESQ, a.k.a. The Ball Hall, a.k.a. The Mouth South, a.k.a. Mr. Excessive Celebration, a.k.a. Brazy. This has been the Ball Hawk Sports Talk, where sports, business, entertainment collide. And with that, we, I got to do the, the part, the last part, we is 